Today we come to Galatians chapter 2, and in this chapter, um, Paul demonstrates the legitimacy of his apostleship, first by showing that the gospel he preaches is in line with the gospel preached by other apostles, Peter, James, and John, who seem to be uh, pillars, as he puts it, of Christian authority. And then secondly, by showing that he has apostolic authority even to oppose Peter himself to his face when Peter was in error. We see that in this chapter. The chapter ends by beginning to explain uh, the real crux of the gospel message of salvation in Jesus Christ. So let's, um, let's look at three things quickly here from this chapter. First has to do with endorsements. Um, one word that um, seemed to stand out over and over again as uh, we read these early verses uh, was the word influential. Um, Paul privately preached the gospel in verse 2 to those who seemed influential in verse 2. And then uh, in verse 6, um, those who seemed to be influential endorsed the gospel message he preached as being in line with the message they preached. And those who seemed influential added nothing to it. He finally reveals that it was uh, James and Cephas, that is Peter and John, who were the ones uh, he had been referring to who seemed to be pillars. So over and over again, we see that phrase, Paul uh, received the endorsement of those who seemed influential and who, se who were pillars of the faith in, in the eyes of the people. Note that, though, he, he received from them an endorsement, not a commission. They were, there were some in Galatia who were sowing doubts among the people as to the legitimacy of Paul's apostleship. So Paul is eager to show that what he preached was entirely in line with the the gospel that those influential apostles, Peter, James, and John, also preached among the Jews. They added nothing to his message. However, he is just as quick to point out that he was not dependent on them for his commission as an apostle. That came directly from the Lord himself on the Damascus road. Therefore, he intentionally mentions um, that it had been 14 years since he had gone back to Jerusalem to meet with Peter and the other apostles there. He wasn't dependent on them at all. I mean, 14 years is a long time. And while they uh, seemed influential and seemed to be pillars among the people, Paul was quick to point out in verse 6 that what they were makes no difference to me. God shows no partiality. Paul was in no way denigrating their apostleship, but merely showing that while he had received their endorsement on his ministry, he was not dependent on them for his ministry. Why is this important for us today? Put simply, it shows us that the writings of Paul are as authoritative for us as the words of Moses or even the words of Jesus. Why? Because the inscripturated words of Paul are not Paul's words alone, but God's words through him. Some people implicitly give more weight to the words of Jesus in their red-letter editions of the New Testament. The truth is, as Paul would later put it in to, to Timothy in 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is inspired by God. And Paul's authority as an apostle was established by that same God. Secondly, let's think about the deadly power of hypocrisy. There's a sad episode recounted for us in the middle of this chapter, and you know that if you've read it already. Peter had come to Antioch from Jerusalem uh, to visit Paul, and while there he gladly associated with and ate with the Gentiles who had come to faith through, uh, to, in Christ through Paul's ministry. And that is, 
He did that until some other Jewish Christians came from Jerusalem. And those Jewish Christians who came from Jerusalem had an errant view of the gospel of salvation by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. They held that salvation came through faith in Christ and uh, obedience to the law of Moses, particularly keeping the requirement of circumcision. Hence, they are called in verse 13, the circumcision party. In the Old Covenant, the Jews were not to associate with Gentiles because the Gentiles were ceremonially unclean and uh, ate ceremonially unclean foods. Jesus came and tore down that dividing wall between Jews and Gentiles. Hence, at one point, Peter was gladly eating with and associating with those Gentiles. But he was wrong when he backed away from them when the other Jews came. It's a classic example of hypocrisy. And Paul calls him on it. He said the Jews, including Peter, were acting hypocritically. And they even led astray Barnabas by their hypocrisy. He says that in verse 13. This is the deadly power of hypocrisy. We are carried away into sin ourselves, often by the sinful actions of those around us. Paul had already told the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 15, 33, that bad company ruins good morals. And that even, 1 Corinthians 5, 6, even a little leaven leavens the whole lump. It only takes one hypocrite to lead others into hypocrisy. That This is why Paul was right to confront Peter in his sin here in uh, Galatians 2, 11. And so, and so we, with one another, uh, should deal with each other this way that so that none of us are led astray even as Barnabas himself was led into that behavior that was antithetical to the gospel and dishonoring to the Lord Jesus Christ thirdly and finally let's think about the famous statement at the end of this um, chapter about being crucified with Christ Paul ends this chapter with a classic statement of some of the main truths of the gospel in verses 16 through 21 uh, and uh, and one of many people's favorite verses in the New Testament is, is what verse 20 says about being crucified with Christ. You're wondering what, what that means, to be crucified with Christ. Certainly we could go on a long time explaining the, the depths of it, but at, it, at its essence, essence, it says that as Jesus was hanging on the cross, he was your substitute such that it was as if you were um, yourself actually hanging there bearing the punishment for your own sins jesus was your sin bearer and when he was nailed to the cross you and your sins were nailed to the cross that's also said in colossians 2 14 when jesus was crucified galatians 2 20 says you were crucified with him he didn't just die for sins generally he died for your sins and my sins if we're trusting in him this is the beauty of the gospel uh, paul makes it clear in verse 16 that by works of the law no one will be justified no amount of obedience or good intentions is sufficient god knew that and so punished our sins through jesus substituting himself for us so that our life and salvation is completely now bound up in him rather than ourselves that is a surer uh, foundation for sure those are just a couple of thoughts from uh, Galatians chapter 2